0: Welcome to a bonus segment of Solid Steps Radio, where we can cuss and say anything we want because we're not going to be on the radio. That's not true. We're not going to do that. But anyway, we are. Uh, this is Solid Steps, and if you're capturing us uh, by the podcast, uh, we are a weekly radio show for, for men, by men, uh, talking about things from a man's perspective. But we're going to have a little bonus segment. We just finished recording an hour-long conversation with three guys about fitness and how you can do different types of activities to stay healthy and, and, and work your body. And we're going to uh, take a few more extra minutes just to talk a little bit more, maybe on an aspect we didn't talk about much on the first hour, which is just as important, if not more important, is what you're putting into your mouth to eat. Because I found my first couple months of, of doing triathlon, because I have a pretty high metabolism. I've always been a thin guy. Uh, something happened in my late 30s where that started my metabolism, took a vacation, never came back. But I realized that I'm like, gosh, I'm working, I'm biking, I'm running, I'm not losing much weight. Then I actually wrote down a weekly budget of food, calories. Mm. What am I eating? And just started to to maintain. And I realized I was taking in more calories. And it's not just calories in, calories out. It is always more, not just that simple. But if somebody needed to start, that is a basic way. Are you eating more calories than you're burning? And if that's the case, you will not lose weight. I don't care how smart or... Intelligent or how intense your workout is. If you're taking in three thousand calories but you're burning twenty five hundred, that's a little bit of a deficiency there. So we're going to talk today about uh, next this segment for a few minutes. Just talk about nutrition and eating and and all that
1: fun stuff. Taking care of our body. So Luke, you mentioned uh, you know folks, you know you, you've you've noticed folks who go through the run a marathon, and yet what was your comment?
2: Yeah, I mean th- this past weekend was the Kentucky Derby Festival marathon and half marathon, and you know there's. Tons of spectators out there on the course, and you know they they're they're out there cheering people on. But they, you know, I'm sure a lot of people notice uh, people crossing that finish line or out there running you know, a marathon. They look at that person like, man, I don't look a whole lot different than that guy. He's you know he's he's a little you got a little few pounds he could lose here or there. He doesn't look like he's in great shape and and it's hard for people to to figure out how can someone train for a marathon or even, you know, you watch an Ironman on TV or go to the the local Ironman Louisville they have here and you'll see people that are overweight. How could they possibly be training as much as they do and still be overweight? And it's just because uh, you can't outrun a poor diet and exercise is a horrible way to lose weight because diet and what you eat is so much more important as far as body composition than exercise is. You know, and then that... and. Any Anyone can tell you that that's trained hard. I mean, I, I have friends that, that train for, for Ironman, and they, they do it so they, can, they feel like they can eat whatever they want. But they, they still don't, they don't feel good. They don't, they don't look good. They still have a weight to lose because they're going out on a 100-mile bike ride and then coming home and, and, you know, ordering a whole pizza and eating it and then eating a tub of ice cream. And like, I've earned it. I've been out on that, that bike, you know. But it, you, you, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. we got to monitor what we're taking in. Yeah, and, and you will recover so much better. Your workouts will be better. You'll feel better. I mean, just, you know, inflammation is just a, a horrible thing in the body, and chronic disease and chronic uh, illness is all caused by inflammation. And that inflammation comes from from a poor diet, you know, from eating too much sugar, too much processed foods. You know, instead of, you know, my, my whole thing, and people want to know, uh, there's so many different fad diets out there. You know, there's so many different directions you can go and you can pick any diet you want, whether it's, uh, you know, vegetarian, vegan, a high-fat, high low-carb diet, you know, fruitarianism. There's people that eat only fruit, you know. You can find research, whatever you want it to be, to make it look like that's the way you should go. But the fact is that everyone's body's different. Everyone metabolizes things different. Every, you know, one person could eat, a banana and it could have the same effect as them eating a cookie as someone else eating a cookie uh, on their blood sugar you know and everyone is different it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very confusing but if you you know if you boil it down I tell people just try to eat food in its most natural state try to, to eat fruits and vegetables and, and and meat in the purest form possible not in a TV dinner you know not out of a box you know go go to the grocery and spend the time on the perimeter of the grocery store you know Not in the aisles getting stuff out of the boxes. And if you start doing that, you know, maybe just start with breakfast. Like, okay, I'm just going to try to eat a healthier breakfast. I'm not going to worry about lunch. not going to worry about dinner. Just try to do that and notice how different you feel. Notice, you know, in the mornings after that healthy breakfast, if you're eating, you know, uh, eggs and avocados and you're eating fruit, notice if you feel different than when you stopped and and got the donuts on the way to work or if you're eating the bagels with cream cheese. See, See if you feel different. And that feeling is usually what sparks you to want to make more changes in the rest of your diet, just baby steps. That's good stuff.
3: Yeah, and I would also chime in that if um, don't put too much pressure on you to get it perfect because you're never going to eat perfect. So if you're allowed to eat non-organic fresh fruit, right. that's okay. Right. Because what we see is people shaming other. Oh, you're not. You know, what do you have? Well, I have uh, eggs and and uh, cantaloupe. Oh, but were they cage free? eggs. Well, no. <laughs> and then you start feeling like, oh, man, now I got to buy organic cage-free eggs and I got to buy organic cantaloupe and this, that, and other. It's okay. In fact, there, there are studies that were just coming out uh, last week, I think it was, about the value of f- frozen uh, produce because right. it's flash frozen. So right. stuff is locked in right away rather than traveling from California to here in Kentucky and nutrients being lost. It's frozen at the, at the time that it's uh, harvested and the benefits to that. And so the point is that, and you would agree, is to eat less processed stuff, but it's okay if it is not, you know, you didn't grow it yourself and it, it, you know, it's not organic. That's okay. Mm. Don't, don't feel like you've got to get it perfect because you won't. Mm.
0: You know, uh, it's funny that, uh, one of the very first, the very first thing that I think I see where that God told Adam after he created him was what to eat. He says, Mm. you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Then when he creates Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. the very first thing he tells them, or one of the very first things he tells them is what to eat, seed-bearing plants. Bottom line is if God made it, we should probably eat a lot more of that. Yes. Right? I mean, that's just common. You don't have to be much of it. You don't have to be a theologian or a nutritionist to know if it grows out of the ground or out of a tree, that's probably the bulk of what we should be eating are real foods that God created to eat.
2: And the easiest way to determine that is to pick up and look at an ingredients list. Do you recognize what's on there? Yeah. Is this stuff that God created or stuff that a guy in a in a lab coat came up with to try to make something taste good? Right. You know? And you, you ingredients list it's it's required to be on on everything that's sold, you know, and if it doesn't have an ingredients list and likely it's a it's a piece of produce or piece of meat and you you know what it is. You don't need to worry about that. So
3: And I know we're trying to give tangible uh, uh, tips here, but also keep in mind, again, we're not doing this to earn anything. This is not a works sort of thing. Everything is permissible, but it's not all beneficial. Yes, that's good. So, you know, if if you're going to have a treat and your favorite treat at the end of the week is highly processed Oreo ice cream or whatever, so be it. But we're just trying to encourage people to make uh, decisions on the bulk of what they're eating, and have it be more whole, one, two, three ingredient sort of food. So when you're looking at the package, the fewer ingredients, chances are the better. So if you can if you can reorient, you know, 80, 90 percent of your your uh, your intake, hey, that's great, that's fantastic, and you're gonna you're gonna benefit from it.
2: Yeah, you'll you'll feel the difference, and you'll be encouraged mm-hmm. to 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 try more and to to try and incorporate that into more of your meals. You'll, you'll feel the difference, there's, there's no way you won't if you start making a switch.
1: And, and the, the opposite also. I mean, once we start, we, we make some poor choices and then we, we continue to make poor choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, it's almost like a snowball going down the hill. I mean, it just, um, we feel guilty and we feel condemned and so then we, oh, I need, I need another pickup
2: so then I grab another cookie. And, yeah. food and food and food and sugar specifically is addicting. I mean, it, you know, there, there's there's plenty of, of research to back that up. And so it's not that you don't have willpower. You know, you shouldn't shame yourself because uh, man, I, man, I, I couldn't stop from eating that that whole bag or that whole pint of ice cream. It is addicting. It you know it your brain you know it triggers things in your brain that make you want to continue to eat it. You know, and that it, it's you shouldn't feel bad. You know, you should just try to to gradually make changes, and 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 then you know your whole life will will, will feel better. I mean, if you you get rid of uh, chronic pain that you have, you get rid of of nagging injuries faster, and you have clearer mind. I mean, food just plays a role in in so much of our bodies. You know, it and you you think clearer when you when you eat healthy. It it just you you'll notice such a huge difference that you'll want to continue to. To make improvements on your diet,
0: let me ask you guys this question: Do you find that people take the approach of "always"? I've I've tried to tell myself I'm trying to eliminate the words "always" and "never" from my diet. Yeah, I'm always going to eat this way. I'm never going to eat that again.
2: It's impossible. You live. I mean, we we all have lives. You know, if if we were on a secluded island somewhere, (laughs) right? Yeah, maybe so. But you know, especially this time of year, Derby time, we're going to parties, we're doing things. You know, you can't control of uh, the food that is everywhere you are. Right. And so, yeah, you just have to try to make the best choices you can. And, you, you know, especially if you're going out to eat at restaurants, you know, there, you you have to try to, to make the best choices, but it's not going to be always, you know, and there's, there's just going to be times where you do the best you can and, and you move forward. You don't beat yourself up about it. And you like, okay, the next time I eat, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do better. You know, you just take it one meal at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good.
3: I would encourage also people to think about, um, those times if they can be aware of when they're going to those things for comfort, mm. versus when they should be going to our Father, right? So, you know, take like I love Diet Coke. It's there's nothing really redeemable about it. It's you know I'm not going to argue that it's good for you, um, but it's neutral, right? It's 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 doesn't it's amoral. It has no value one way or the other. The Bible doesn't say thou shalt not drink Diet Coke, right? <laughs> So the issue isn't for me or for whatever food or uh, addiction or temptation you have. It's the issue is, when are you going to those things? So if I'm having a rotten day because for whatever reason, and I, if my, my first uh, thought is, man, I could I want a Diet Coke. That's a flag for me, mm. right? Because that, that's the time I should be going to my Father, Heavenly Father, and, and going to Him for my source of comfort. Now, if I'm out and... Uh, we're having my weekly treat meal and I'm at pizza and I want a Diet Coke. Then, you know, it's a little different case. So we just got to be careful of when we're going to what, because of the cycle you were talking about earlier about shaming ourselves and we want another cookie or whatever. That's where Satan really can get a stronghold on us. And we're going to the wrong things, um, things that will never fill us physically, let alone uh, spiritually. Yeah, that's why the Bible says, draw near to
1: God. I mean, He wants us to draw near to Him. Look to Him, seek Him, pursue Him, walk with Him. And when that happens, He, he draws near to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah something I always try to tell myself is, uh, if I've, you can only take it day by day. If I'm going to eat really bad at dinner because I'm going to somewhere that I know there's going to be bad food, then I just know breakfast, lunch, and everything else in between I have, I have control over. That I'm going to eat really well for breakfast. Or I'm, and, and listen, I had a big thing of M&Ms on Sunday, and and I eat bad. I just try to eat bad a whole lot less than I eat
2: well. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is that you're aware of it. Yeah. You, you understand the difference, and you know what good and bad is. And I think that's a lot of the problem is people don't know. There's a lot of confusion out there. I mean, you can... You can go lots of different places here, lots of different things, and people tell you completely opposite things that are healthy to do. And as long as you recognize, like, yeah, I, I know it's not okay to to eat these M and M's every day, but right. I, I, you know, I'm I'm treating myself. It's 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 once a week or whenever, and I'm I'm making sure that my other meals that surround that that I'm I'm making better choices. Then that that you know that's different than someone that their whole house is full of junk, and they have never even given a thought to how food affects their lives. right? Sugar doesn't make you fat.
0: A lifestyle makes you fat. Right? Like if I eat a candy bar, I'm not going to get fat. If I eat a candy bar every day, two times a day, seven days a week, yes. now you're starting to get into, it's a lifestyle. It's a lot yeah. of choices. So if I have something to eat here, that doesn't going to make me fat or and it ain't going to make me healthy. If I drink a green smoothie, I'm not all of a sudden going to be right healthy, healthy. But if you eat a lifestyle of something and a lot of this, I'm doing hand gestures on the radio, which is great <laughs> for radio. If you do, if you do a whole lot of of something, uh, good or bad, you know, it's going to be the effect of it. You just got to have more good than bad going in. I mean, and that's not to make it so so simple, but if you have, if you eat well 75% of the time and you eat bad 25% of the time, that's better than eating bad 75% of the time and eating well 25%. It's trying to get to that level of just trying to little bit of, of i mean do you find guys when you talk to people that they kind of get discouraged because they didn't make this total 180 and didn't stay perfect
2: yeah and 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 the biggest thing i tell people is all about planning you have to plan if you you know if you don't i mean i could come up you know i could i wish i had some great quote about planning i could reel off here but i don't have one but <laughs> oh, he, um, wh- failure
3: wh- to plan is planning to fail oh that's a
2: good one that's um uh, that's Abraham
0: Lincoln said that. I don't know.
3: Sure, if he
1: sure said that. Everybody. What about the the proper planning prevents poor yeah. performance? <laughs> wow, I
0: thought that's, a lot of that's Ps. an abbreviated,
1: clean yeah. version of that. But that's yeah. the you five know. P's. I just heard a buddy of mine tell oh. me about that this weekend. Yeah, right but <laughs> it, you know,
2: so what? What we do, my wife and I, you know, every Sunday she sits down and makes out uh, the dinner menu for the whole week there's what we're having every night of the week now granted you know things will come up and we've got you know the kid kids are getting older they're starting to get involved in after-school activities we've got things we want to do in the evenings but we'll try to plan out the whole week and I just go and buy the food we need for that week at the grocery on Sunday afternoon you know and uh, take the kids with me and then I, you know I know what we typically eat for breakfast so I, everything in that house I know what we have in that house and I try to make sure that is all good healthy food for for my family and for the kids Because if it's not there, you're not going to eat it. You know, if it's uh, after dinner, you know, and I I feel a little bit hungry, I'm not going to get in the car and go drive to the store and get something unhealthy. I'm going to eat whatever I can find in the house. And if if all I have in the house are good, good, good food choices, then that's what I'm going to eat. You know, and so it's about planning and having the food there that we know we've got meals for that week. So where we're not running out to McDonald's last minute because we don't have anything to eat and oh, what we didn't think about what we're gonna do for dinner tonight. Now oh, I guess we have to run out and get some fast food. Mm.
0: Jason, you want to talk about speed golf and nutrition? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Back of Eating a
0: hot dog on the turn really quick. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, you know, you know, I, I listen to these guys and, and you know, Matt and Luke are a, a lot more. Um, you know, I guess educated on nutrition. I, I'm fortunate that, that I live in a home like, you know, I'm sitting here listening to Luke talk about, you know, going to the grocery with the four kids. And I'm going, if I went to the grocery with my two kids, <laughs> it would not end well. Yeah. Um, so, um, it you might know, be murder going yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm fortunate that I have a wife that, uh, uh, is actually on a lot of occasions we'll see Luke at the grocery store on, on yes, Sunday. True. <laughs> um, so that, that's, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, to echo what these guys said, it's just you know, it, don't don't negate um, uh, you know your thirty or forty minutes of workout by you know going and, and stuffing your face with something that's uh, right. that you know is not good for you. Um, let's let's
1: talk. I'm going to ch- change directions just a little bit and spend just a couple minutes the power of water and how we need to really drink. And man, most of us are chronically dehydrated. Yep because we are not taking in... We we think that drinking the Diet Coke or my three cups of coffee is the liquid, and that's really... That's like going to the ocean, drinking three cups of water, and going, I got my water in today.
3: <laughs> um, it's just not... Uh, Matt, you got thoughts on that? Yeah, you're right. We are, as a, probably as a nation, chronically dehydrated, and a lot of that is, uh, from the research I've seen anyway, is caffeine. Caffeine's a diuretic, so... Um, What they tell you to do, the experts would say, drink half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you drink 100 ounces of water. So a Diet Coke doesn't count towards your 100 ounces of water allotment. Your three cups of coffee does not not count. So the idea is to get, uh, it's, it's not necessarily to avoid caffeine, but just don't count it towards your tally. But what you're also going to find is a lot of times people think that they're hungry when they're Uh actually just dehydrated. So people come and they say, okay, well, I'm hungry. I'll say, well, drink four to six ounces of water and then wait 15 minutes and see if you're still hungry. And a lot of times they're not. It's because they're dehydrated. So bad things happen cellular on a a small level when you're dehydrated. But then also we kind of gloss over what that does and how murky we start in, in our thinking processes and cloudy and or just, you know, so yeah, half your body weight in ounces, get, you know, get a good water bottle and make it a goal to fill it up, you know, six times a day or whatever it is, whatever you need. My wife carries around a, you know, one of those thermos cups and she just constantly fills it with water. And I, I think she probably keeps track. There's apps that can, you know, you can track your water intake. So now if you're training for something, your water intake is going to be quite a bit different.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's something you, you know, there's lots of calculators online and things like that, you can figure. But you know, when I when I'm training, I just always make sure I have water, and I really have just gotten to the point where I just uh, drink to thirst. I drink when I'm thirsty, you know, and because when you're training, it's you know, there's so many things that can affect your the your sweat rate and how much water you need to intake. You know, based on uh, the level uh, of your workout, if you're outside, if it's hot, if it's humid. So, you know, just make sure you have adequate water and and drink when you're thirsty as far as exercise goes. And then the rest of the day, I mean, to to Matt's point, I I have a stainless steel water bottle that I have with me all the time. And I fill it up and just, you know, drink from it without even really thinking about it. And when it gets empty, i fill it back up and drink again, you know, and it's just become habit. and. There's so many, you know. You can go in a in the grocery store, and there's 50 different kinds of water on the shelves, you know, in, in different kinds of bottles, you know, coming from some spring out in the Rockies, you know, the <laughs> purest water known to man, you know, that the Bambi pooped in or whatever, you know. <laughs> you don't don't worry about all that. Just you know, even water right out of the tap is perfectly fine, you know, and you. Especially here, you know, actually here in Louisville, we have really good tap water, believe yeah. it or not. You know, if you, you don't really realize it till you go uh, on, a, on a trip mm-hmm. somewhere else and drink some water out of the tap, you're like, oh, that's funky. What is in that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so don't get, don't get hung up on having the purest water and do I need to have, you know, spring water, distilled water, just water. Sure. Your body needs water. I mean, your cells at, at the very smallest level need water and mm-hmm. we, we, you know, you can go, uh, weeks, months without food, you have to have water. Your body absolutely has to have water to survive, and so it's it's very important part of your life. Plus, you can really save on the budget when you're out to eat
1: instead of oh, getting yeah. a diet coke, or the lemonade, or the tea, or whatever. That's just like a two gl- bucks a pop every oh, time. You or go three, up, family or you three. <laughs> you got six. You know, you got a whole family. Oh my goodness. So yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what—we've covered a little bit more here on this bonus segment, and uh, we really appreciate our guests here today. We've got—you can go to, for more information on Luke. You can go to holisticathlete.net.net, uh, that net, yeah. and that's h o l i s t i c athlete.net. And uh, for um, Matt, you can go to BodyTithe.com, B-O-D-Y-T-I-T-H-E.com. And if you're interested in speed golf. And you want to go over to Glen Oaks one day and you'll see the guy running around like a crazy person. That's Jason over there. But if you wanted to get more information about his uh, starting up and, and maybe potentially uh, getting involved in that, uh, you can send him an email, jason.investmentcoach at gmail.com. That's jason.investmentcoach at gmail.com. So we thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you can pass this along to someone that you know and they might be able to um, you know, get, get moving. So uh, thank you for listening to... Solid Steps Radio.